Wake Up Willie Podcast, we back with another episode, Celebrate Black Excellence, once again. Last week we had my brother, Coach Willis, part of the D.C. Kings organization. And we got another piece to the D.C. Kings family right here as well, too, man. Um, you know, he a preacher, father, husband, you know, he kind of that perfect, that perfect bridge from the young generation to the older generation in ministry as well, man. So... And then when you posted something on Facebook the other day, you kind of, I was like, all right, I know what I'm going to talk about on this episode. So without further ado, this is my brother, Pastor Trey Baldwin. What's happening, bro? What's good? What's good, man? Excited to be on. Excited to to share today. Whatever we're going to chop it up with, it's going to be good. So I'm excited to be on. What's up, Waco? All righty, man. All righty, man. So let's go. Let's go start with you as a basketball coach before we get into everything else I'm okay. going to talk about, bro. Yeah. So we just start coaching DC Kings. Man, so um, I have been coaching. We've, we've been the same team. So I've been coaching this team since they were three years old. Okay. Um, and then uh, the big bro, Marcus, man. Shout out to Marcus Willis, man. Great dude. Uh, that's the big bro. Um, he presented a, uh, He presented the D.C. Kings family to myself, uh, Coach Victor Carmichael, and Coach Robert Drakes, which everybody knows him as Pooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the South Waco Spartans, and he's like, man, y'all should come to the D.C. family. Um, it was, we we said say less, you know. And we brought we brought our team over, and so we became part of DC family, and just continue just to grow under that DC family. So we've been in DC family for the last three years. Three years we've been last. Okay. Yeah, last three years, and man, it's just a great organization to be a part of. Uh, I also had the DC Queens, which. Um, I have the baby DC Queens, so I have the smallest DC Queens team yeah. uh, that we have right now, uh, which is the first grade team, so 2032. Um, and we rocking it out, man. Had a great first season this season. Uh, we finished second place in a second, third grade division as a first a first grade team, so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man. That's what's up. So y'all, so, y'all play in the city, like the city leagues, like the Dewey, the Blessos? Yeah, so we play, uh, played in the Y. Uh, you know, city was down this year, so we didn't get playing. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So, but we played in that uh, other – a Syntex League, so we played in the Syntex League and played in the Y League uh, and got second place in both of those leagues at playing up. So we played up and got second place in both leagues, which oh, yeah. we lost to two third-grade teams. I mean, you can't really be mad if there's a first-grade team. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, it's been good, though. So, yeah, uh, hopefully we're going to play summer ball this year, uh, and then we're going to play in the league actually in Waxahachie. We got invited to, so we're going to play up in Waxahachie this uh, this season as well on weekends. So it's going to be All right, so y'all, so y'all anticipating going to primetime nationals, those type of yep. tournaments as well? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, our, our boys, man, we definitely going to primetime nationals. Uh, we got a couple of local tournaments that we're going to hit. Um, we might try to attend that Waco tournament, you know, because they got the indoor court here now, the indoor facility called the base over there, Extra Co. So we might try to uh, go over there. And uh, I think somebody doing a basketball tournament there, so we might try to go there. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, just do a few turns. But our goal is win primetime nationals, man. And so that's Absolutely. the focus right now. Don't bring it back to the city, man. Yeah. I believe y'all. So, yeah. y'all, uh, so what, like, what's the youngest age in the D.C. Uh, Queen, DC, DC Kings and Queens? What's the youngest age I got? Uh, so we actually go down. Um, so we do the three and four. So uh, Coach Tory the Great has, uh, has the baby babies. And so, uh, obviously, that, that age group can only play at the YMCA right now. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's got a co-ed team with the three- and four-year-olds. And so they're the youngest. Um, but I guess the youngest established team that actually travels would be my, uh, our D.C. Queens team, which is the first grade team. First grade? Okay. Mm-hmm. Got gotcha. you. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So, so like, before y'all start going to the 
you know, to the basketball league, the tournaments. Y'all, do y'all work with them, like ball handling and stuff yeah, like man, that? Yeah, man, so really fundamentals, man. Hey, that's if you, a, that's if you know anything, important. If you know anything about Coach Marcus, man, it's fundamentals, man. And so really, we skill, we really do, what we do is skill and drill, man. And so um, we kind of practice. On Tuesdays, that's all we do. We don't run no plays. It's really, we got a section of ball handling. We got a section on passing. We got a section on just uh, perfecting your shot, uh, rebounding, clearing the boards and just really just physicality. And so we working on jump boxes, we working on jump heavy ropes, working gotcha. on wave vest, uh, we working on inside out cone drills, uh, really just, you know, building the stability of the player because, I mean, yeah, we can win everything anywhere we go, but if, they, if we don't build them <clears throat> as a player, it means nothing. Got you. And I asked you that, I asked you that on purpose because like right now, even when you look like players on the varsity level, they can't even make it like a left hand layup right yeah. now. You know and what I'm so, talking about? Like, yeah. And that's key, man. And so what we will we, stress, you'll hear us. If you're on the left side, we'll scream. They already know. They'll bench start screaming now, left hand. <laughs> because we want to build them now at this level. If you're on the left hand side, don't don't switch to the right. No, be a left hand. Be yeah. able to lay the ball over your left hand. And so those type of fundamentals. Cause we tell them, even if you miss it, you attempting it because the, the more times you go with it with that left hand, more confident you're the be. more confident you're gonna be in it. And so we've seen the trajectory of what that looks like. Uh, as we just really just build on those simple things that people that do you see those older kids, middle school, high school I'm guys you. can't do. You know they can't handle the ball to the left. You know what I'm saying? And and in practice, if you're a right hand player, you got to handle the ball the whole. All my ball handlers, they have to handle the left. They hold the it. whole practice. I love it. Like you, you, know. you pretty much, um, you pretty much like an easy player to defend if you're just one handed. Like yeah. it's like easy steals all day. <laughs> you know, if you right, the majority of kids is right handed. So yeah. my my dad used to coach us. And he used to tell us, just like, take that right hand away. Yeah. And we get a steal, get a bucket every time, blowing them out just like that. Because you can't, I mean, you, you, you see it now, man, because, you know, as we travel, you see um, you see that it's kids that all they do is play basketball. You know, kids in Waco, they running track, they playing football, they playing basketball, they playing baseball, they actually doing soccer as well. Yeah. So we got multi-sport kids here where when we travel, we playing select teams with all they, all they kids. All they do is All hoop. they know is basketball. That's all they do is basketball. And so you look at the difference of those kids that are in the gym 24-7. So we got to work that much harder here yeah. uh, to be able to compete in, in those big time, especially prime time tournaments, uh, the G, GSKs, those type of things right there, the elites. We got to be able to compete. And so we got to practice. That starts at home. That starts with just skill and drill. Oh, absolutely. It is. It's part of stuff you got to do at the house, too. Just yeah. Even if you don't got to go, you can just still go outside, you know. It is. And so and even in our group even in our group messages, we'll send out, so, uh, you know, your home workouts. What are you doing at home? You know what I'm saying? And so we send home workouts, you know, uh, you know those different types of drills that you can do, ball handling and things of that nature. Because if you, if you got to – we only practice with you two times a week. Yeah. You got you to gotta have that ball in hand every day. Off top. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'm glad I asked you that because somebody asked me the other day, like, hey, yo, what, what's a good uh, basketball team my son to play with? I'm going to go ahead and send them to you then. Yeah, yeah, man, you know, come on. Then, yeah, yeah. then I got a five-year-old, you know, she, Mr. Basketball, you know. I start yeah. working with her myself before I get into y'all. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, get it in there. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, you got the skills, so I know. I was like, right. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, so uh, did you have any basketball uh, experience in your, in your background? So, man, I, I played basketball, so I played at La Vega um, my 7th and 8th grade year. Uh, when I got to ninth grade, uh, started trying to be cool and uh, thought I was a 
bigger than the program, bigger than sports, you know. So I chose another lifestyle. Okay, and, <laughs> gotcha. That, uh, that lifestyle really got me kicked out of La Vega, so I actually left La Vega and I had to go to Waco High. And so, okay. um, yeah, left, left, I, it hurt too, man, because, you know, I, I spent all my life at La Vega, and so, but I graduated from Waco High. I mean, Waco High, so I didn't play basketball over there, you know what I'm saying, because I wasn't part of the program, I, gotcha. you know. Uh, but I played basketball from literally when I was a youngster till then. Uh, but I really had more uh, fascination on the coaching side. Anyway, uh, I'm a student of the game, and so gotcha. uh, I just began to study it, uh, learn it, you know, break down film. Like, I used to just watch the game and just break it down, you know. Oh, yeah. And so that's how I really switched to the other side of it. And then when I had a son, um, I, let, I let somebody coach him one year, and I was like, oh, man, this is horrible. I can't do that. And so then I just jumped in the game ever since. Yeah. I, I don't want to offend nobody. I think my pop had the same kind of uh, kind of ideology we just had. Yeah. Like I, I played with somebody was my seven when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. By by eighth grade, not eighth grade. When I was eight years old, he started. He took over and we kind of developed a solid foundation for how we became all the way to I was the MCC. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's definitely important. And. Um, I'm gonna go back to your uh, DC real quick, man. Y'all got like a cool system though, like so. Y'all kind of, y'all got a real life system to build like the real deal foundation of yeah. everything you need to be a good basketball player. Like, has anybody gone to the next level from the DC uh, Kings uh, organization? Uh, so we, we, so and so DC Kings is bigger than Waco. Um, we're 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 a brand. They based out of Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah, they're based out of Dallas. Yeah. So. We've had uh, quite a few out of our Dallas and Oklahoma camps uh, take it to the next level uh, stage. Um, we just started, so it'll be the first brand that will be coming out of high school will be Marcus Willis. Oh. Uh, so that'll actually be our first from, from Waco, Waco stance okay. uh, to actually start going to uh, play next level ball. And so he'll be our first product um, okay. com- coming out the program. but. We got, a, obviously, our queens, they're going to be coming out strong, which is half the La Vega uh, varsity girls right now. They have a great chance to take the next level. And those guys that are coming up through the ranks, I believe we're going to have some products from D.C. Kings and queens um, go to that next level ball, man, and play at a collegiate level. And, and, gotcha. and actually play, not just be on the team, but actually really get some floor time. Oh, absolutely, so, man. Mm, like, yeah. yeah, you know, shout out to Coach Coach Willis' son, uh, Marcus Jr. Yeah, yeah. I'm both my cousins, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Shout out to them. And um, y'all, y'all get on to them in the classroom too? Yeah, man. So one thing, one thing you have to do is you have to bring your report card in every time, man. And so we make, sure, we make them bring their progress reports in, and they also have to bring their report card in. We talk about we, – we highlight our student athletes. Um, we let them know that you're a student first, then an athlete. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we, we, we accept you to play on our team. And I don't know if this is just across the board, but to play for us, you have to have A's and B's. We don't accept C's on our squad. We're a select team. So you got to be a select, you got to be a select athlete. Talk about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to be a select athlete because we try to tell them really want you to push for A's because listen, when you are. It makes you so get, much easier on you. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. You can't be drafted. I mean, you can't even get picked up now, nowadays, especially at collegiate level, if your grade's not a part. And so we try to tell them now. Hey, strive for all A's, man. Always be a student first, you know what I'm saying? If you got, like a parent say, hey, we got homework tonight, we're we not going to pay the maker. That's cool. I'd rather you go do your homework than skip homework and come to basketball practice. Absolutely. Because your 
athlete, your your athletic career is gonna stop at one point, but your academics won't, man. That's gonna oh, yeah. take you. That's gonna take you as far <clears throat> as you need to go. And so we really harp on uh, academics, man, to make sure that our young men and women are being successful in and out of the classroom. That's what's up, man. Cause like you know, say for instance, like me and you in the same grade, mm-hmm. and the Baylor coach looking at me and you, you know, if I got a if I'm averaging like a two point five. Yeah. You got a three point eight. That's an easy. Yeah, that's, that's an easy call. That's easy. You know what I'm talking you know? about? Like, so yeah, you got to put yourself in the best position as the, the athlete, student athlete. That yeah. is. We tell them, are you investable? Can they invest in you? You yeah. know, and that's in all parts of you, not just your athletic, but what your character look like. Yeah, you don't want an athletic headache. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be that because they talking, man. Coaches are talking, and they looking at that. They looking at what your GPA is. What What do you characterize? What you looking like? And so we want to try to just let them know that it's there's more than just what you do on film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you could be the coldest out there, but if you if your grades not up par, your character not up par, that's gonna hurt you in the long run. Yeah, there's another benefit of having good grades, bro. Like if you got a, if you got like a three point, you know, whatever in GPA, yeah. you don't got to make that high on the SAT. Cause I personally struggle with that one. Yeah, <laughs> you know what not I'm saying? for real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to put so much weight on your on those type of your standardized test scores, your ACT or SAT. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put that much weight on it. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? When you're striving in those both areas and actually putting in the work, that'll kind of help balance that test score out. And so that'll Absolutely. Help you. That'll definitely help you. And one more thing. You don't want to put your coach in a position to have to cap for you either. Yo, facts. <laughs> yeah, man. You don't want to put those guys in a position, man, because – Majority of them ain't gonna lie for you, man. I know, like you know, they're not gonna, people uh, reputation mean everything. Right yeah, here. like so you know, I tell people, I tell my kids, I love you, but I love me more. Thank you. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love that, man. Yeah. So definitely, man. That's what's up with y'all system, man. I'm, yeah, I don't have no problem, you know, referring some somebody to the DC Kings organization. Now that I heard that from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Nah, man. Real talk. Absolutely, bro. So let's go take a. It's gonna take a turn real quick, man. Okay. So, all right. So you're in the ministry now. Yes, sir. All yes, right. So, sir. so what was the process to get there? Did you have to go through like a course, in, like a college course to get there, or? Uh, so uh, ministry, man. <laughs> it's a funny journey. Um, so at first I did not. Um, I started. I actually started preaching when I was 18. Okay. Uh, so I'm 38 now. So I've been 20 years in the game. Um, and so, well, actually, in November, I'll be, it'll be 20, November 17th. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. That makes sense, because um, you came to my church one time in Mount Olive, mm-hmm. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you look very, I can tell you you're super young, but you sounded very experienced. You had, like, a different energy that our church weren't really used to. I'm like, <laughs> man, I like this dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You had a bunch of time put in already, so it yeah. all made sense now. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Uh, man, but it always hadn't been like that. Man, like I said, I started when I was 18, just kind of fresh. Really didn't really know. Uh, came up and just, um, I wasn't really cultured in ministry, per se. Uh, just knew what I knew. Just growing up in, obviously, most black kids growing up in Baptist churches. Right. So Sunday school, you know, you hear this, you hear that. You hear the preacher, you know, he do his thing. And you're like, ah, okay, cool. You know, yeah. so it, it is what it was. And so... Uh, you know, when I felt the Lord calling me to that aspect, just coming out of just a tough situation, I was literally in a place of homelessness, man. A lot of people don't even know I was actually homeless. Uh, my seven, my between 17 and 18, I actually moved in with my pastor. Wow. Um, yeah, so I moved in with him, 
And I just felt the Lord calling me to just, uh, you know what I'm saying, just a closer walk with him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? After that, after finding myself and really just trying to get that in. So, yeah, man, walked through that, did that. Uh, I didn't really go to school at first for it. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of went through the church route. Um, and then I, as I became more serious, that's when I went to ministry school. Okay. Uh, so I went to Baylor. I went to Truett. Uh, and then I also went to an online school called West Coast Bible College uh, and, and, and knocked that out as well. Uh, and so just been doing that type of ministry, but really just really just been on hands-on, man. Just I travel and do a lot of ministry, um, but my uh, just my passion is just really come from, coming from the hood and just really giving um, some validity to why I do what I do, who I am, uh, especially I can do that now at the church that I am. I have a little bit more freedom. Uh, to kind of just really be me, where I can preach in J's and a T-shirt, you know what I'm hey, saying? I seen that. I seen the picture you had your hat on. And, yeah. Uh, at, on the at the service day one time, mm -hmm. and I'm like, it's Pastor Drip right here. Yeah. Shout like, <laughs> Pastor Drip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty interesting, bro. Um, just kind of like, just hearing your story right there, like, I, that's why you, that's why you come out so relatable yeah, on yeah. social media, like. And, I feel like it's key, man. I, f I feel like, you know, when I was coming up in the game, uh, I felt like, you know, and this is definitely no shade to any pastor. I, I talked to, a, I'm friends with just a lot of different pastors here in Waco. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt like there is, there was not a moment where I could relate to the pastor or, or, or be that guy. Um, and or find mentorship or find just a connection um, but shout out to one of my mentors, Dr. Edward Ross, a bundle of fellowship. Um, he's like, that's like my dad. Um, and we really talk on a, just a me and him level. Um, whereas, you know, you don't get that wisdom, see? And I, young people need that, man. They need questions answered. You know, oh, that's yeah. why I asked, that's why I asked the question on Facebook. I was like, you know, we gonna get to that. What, you know what I'm saying? Those <laughs> things, because a lot of people have questions just in the body in general. One, they don't ask them because they're afraid to. Number two, they stopped asking because they was asking and wasn't nobody answering those questions. Yeah, and then they, and then when they uh, ask those questions, they get the response, no question God yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and so then you turn a lot of people away because they don't want to be a part of that. They don't want to be um, in the midst of that. You know what I'm saying? And so. Yeah, I feel you, man. Um, so, that, uh, so is that why you kind of... So you kind of come off like you don't, uh, you're not, you're not afraid to kind of touch on those tough subjects in Christianity either. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So is that kind of why you ask those type of questions on social media? I do, man, because one, um, one, I'm not afraid to, because I, I'll be honest with you say, if you ask me a question and I don't know, I'm going to tell you, I don't know, bro, but I, I, I but I'm a, I'm going to find it for you. I'm going to get that answer for you. Yeah. Um, but I, I've really dedicated myself to be able to, answer those questions that people don't want to answer um, even in the position that I'm in I mean I pastor a multicultural church multi uh, demographic church as well you know what I'm saying That's pretty dope. and yeah. so we have young people we have old people we have middle age I mean we have black white Hispanic Asian everything you know what I'm saying and so it gives you what what I feel like uh, a body of believers looks like. I mean, it gives you the city of Waco, you know what I'm saying? We got people with goals in their mouth. We got people from the hood, but we also have bankers and lawyers and doctors. All under one roof. You know what I'm saying? And so, 
And so, you know, everybody has a different lens on looking at life, right? You know what I'm saying? When it comes to Black Lives Matter or if it comes to, you know, being a dope boy, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or being a guy from Wall Street, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got a different lens. And so being able to answer those questions and those tough questions like homosexuality and, you know, sex before marriage and all those type of things that become taboo or mental health. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you know on, on my post, a lot of people talked about mental health uh, on that because what is taboo in the church? No one wants to talk about that, but it is so key. Yeah, and you know, I, I definitely agree with everything you just said too. But like at the same time, I feel like they don't even know how to answer that either. You know, like yeah. like growing up, like people in the previous generation. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure mental health kind of kind of existed. They just ain't know how to, they probably, they kind of scared to go to a therapist or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like, Well, I mean, you, you got to look at it. I mean, you know, you know, our parents, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I can, yeah, because I can, yeah, from your, from your parents as well. You know what I'm saying? They come from a generation where we don't talk about what happened in the house. What happens in the house stays, stays in the house. house. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, the, that's really the, the African-American culture. You know, what happens here stays here. We're not going to talk about it. It's not going outside the house. Well, if you have a lineage of that, you know what I'm saying, just being quiet of what's happening here stays here, well, then, yeah, we're not going to talk about mental health. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're not going to talk because we learned, we've learned to be accustomed to suppress everything that we're dealing with. Yeah, you know, that's definitely true. Like, I, sometimes I don't even be, like, opened up, too, so I definitely understand what you're talking about right yeah. here. Too, like. Yeah, so on that um, on that Facebook post, yeah, what was the one that stood out to you the most when you asked that question? Uh, first off, what was the question that you asked? I um, I remember it, but I don't remember verbatim. What was uh, so the question is, what do you feel like the church doesn't address or answer? Um, you know, basically that was the gist of the question. Like, what do you yeah. feel like the church doesn't answer or address? Uh-huh. Um, and I look, I got a lot of mental health. Obviously, I got the LGBTQ. Um, also, I got a lot of re- uh, religion versus relationship. Um, relationship with God? Yeah. Okay. You know, what's the difference, you know what I'm saying, between, you know, how do you explain that? Uh, and I really, and to be honest with you, I knew those were probably going to be the top three because they are. Yeah. Uh, the homosexuality, the, I knew sex really wasn't going to be on there. Um, but um, but I knew relationship was going to be in there, and I definitely knew mental health was going to be on there uh, because now we have a generation that are talking. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They they talking. Why? Because, you know what I'm saying? They've been bound up so long. They was like, I, you know, this next generation, like, we ain't, we ain't quiet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. We the most uh, outspoken yeah. of all time. Yeah, outspoken generation, which is good, though. It, it's... People need to start talking, man. You have to, man. We're having too many suicides. We're having too many uh, marital issues. We're having too many because people don't talk, man. Yeah. You know, people don't talk. And so uh, I think really the one, uh, to answer your question, that stood out to me, I guess, the most was how many people wanted to talk about mental health. Yeah, that's a real thing, man. Like, what's your... Um, how you feel like? Let me see. You you should probably you should probably start a podcast, bro. Just on yeah. topics like that, yeah. like I feel like it'll people gravitate to it. But like as far as the mental health, like I, 
But how you how would you recommend that they kind of go about that? It's funny, man. That's why I went back to school. That's why I'm going back to school right now, man. Okay. Uh, so myself, uh, my wife, uh, and then a couple of other friends, we're getting ready to open up a uh, all black staffed uh, counseling center. Yeah. Word. Yeah, yeah. So my wife has a uh, master's in social work. Um, and so she's getting ready to go get her clinical license. I think she actually wants to go back to get her doctorate. So she's going to go back and get her doctorate. I'm working on my clinical license. Um, there's a couple of other people that I've reached out to uh, to begin to part work this partnership. In the next about two years after we get everything locked in, uh, we're going to try to open up our own uh, counseling firm uh, with all black therapists, okay. uh, male and female. Um, nice. So we're going to be we're going to be presenting, man. I can't wait to get it out, but we're going to be able to present um, some pro bono work. So for really want to come in the hood and just provide free counseling um, for for young people, young adults. Um, also, would obviously we need to run a business, so we run we'll build insurance. Uh, we'll also do Medicaid. So for those people that are on Medicaid and it's Medicare, be for it'll be for everybody, uh, and just be a safe space that people can share and know that. It's okay. Like, you can you can love Jesus and you can still go to a therapist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, really, because you see, really, you know, people don't understand when you, when you talk about PTSD, people just automatically equate that to military. Military. Yeah. When it is so many African American people walking around with PTSD that really haven't been diagnosed, um, but walk through that type of similarity diagnosis. Uh, and don't talk about it. And so with trauma in childhood, trauma in dealing in a, with... In a relationship. Yeah, relationship. You know what I'm saying? Just all these type of things uh, because we have so many unhealthy habits that we don't address by the, from the church. And not blaming the church, but I'm saying there's no place to address it. We can't address it at school. We're not addressing that church. we definitely not addressing it at home. Where are we going to address it at? Yeah. And, I, and something like that, I, personally, I feel like... I don't. I don't feel like the church is. I ain't gonna say they qualified to handle something no, like right. that. You're yeah, right. like, yeah. No, no, no. It, it, you're perfect. And that's why I try to tell people, man. Is they're not. The church is really not qualified to handle that. My thing is, if you, if you, if I'm your pastor, and I came and counseled you, and I preached something on Sunday, that almost that someone had to do with your situation, you would feel that I'm putting your business out there. That's okay. I ain't even thinking like that, but that's, you know what I'm that's a great point. You would think that, right? So that's why I try not to ever counsel people in my own church because, you know, I I can't control what the Lord tells me to preach. But if I have, if I'm preaching something that maybe hits on something that we may have discussed, then you thinking, oh man, Pastor put my beer inside in the street. No. You know, what I'm and it most likely wasn't your attention. It, it really wasn't my attention, right? But that that could be the case, and so that's why you see a lot of pastors that really don't counsel, and I don't blame them. I kind of don't blame it after you said what you said. Yeah, too. I, I don't. I don't blame them, and so that's why I try to tell people: you can't really blame. Now, granted, now if you need to walk through some things in life, by all means, please go talk to your pastor. You know what I'm saying? Or find somebody. But if if Go see a licensed therapist. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Go find somebody outside of your bubble. Please do. You know what I'm saying? Find somebody outside of your bubble. Not a friend, but find somebody outside of your bubble that doesn't know you and that can actually pull the things out of you that, that needs to be. 
Yeah, and so, yeah, I would never, well, you're not supposed to anyway, but I would never counsel anybody that I know because it's a dual relationship anyway. But Yeah, you need, like, yeah. an objective. Yeah, yeah, you do. Be on it. Yeah, because you won't even be real. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah, you it's, gonna, it's always going to be a party that's going to, like, try to save their feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I get 100%, yeah. bro. And I ain't even... You know, coming into this episode, I ain't know about that uh, that facility I was gonna be putting together. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. So, so that's gonna be like you say, one or two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna try to get that popping on. Probably more likely two, um, just because there's some other things, there's some credentials that we have to do, and some uh, some paperwork and all that stuff. But yeah, got you, man. I'll be in a different. I definitely been in a different financial position by then. So you yeah. know, if you need, you know, you need to come on a show. I could donate some resources or something like that. Just holler yeah, me at, at the yeah, time. Yeah, not for sure, man. I definitely need it. Yeah. I'm talking about everybody. And then kind of like with sports, too. Like, you know, we kind of deal with emotions. Emotions in sports. Yeah. And we trying to talk to them. Man, suck it up. Yeah. You know, I still feel like that to this day. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, as men, let's just talk about men for a moment, bro. You know what I'm saying? We, we. You're a man. You only show your emotion. Don't show no feeling. Don't show, you know what I'm saying? Crying. Yeah, quit crying. Man up. What does man up mean, bro? You know what I'm saying? What does that mean? You know, and so now, so now, the reason why I really began to look at that, bro, is because I have a son. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have a son, and I have two daughters. If I'm always, and I have a wife, bro, if I'm always hardcore, they would never get me, bro. They would never, they would never want to be vulnerable with me. So if my son is going through something or my daughter is going through something, and I'm so hardcore. She ain't coming to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna be scared. They're scared of you. Yeah. yeah. I don't want you to be scared. I want. I want you to know that I'm your father, and whatever that you got going on, I can. I'm that guy that you can come talk to. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, just really being able to. But it's a lot of men, you know, because I made a post that I was like, bro, men need somebody to talk to. I don't care who you are, man. Oh yeah. You you need a man to talk to. You know what I'm saying? So. We just don't talk, though. <laughs> yeah, man, fellas. Yeah. Head up past the train on Facebook, man. Yeah, man, hit me up, man. Let's go get it. Man. Yeah, y'all, you still be going on live? Like, uh, on live on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. So, me and my wife, we do a marriage moments type thing, and so we do it on every Tuesday. We're actually um, working on a new format right now, um, so we just order some new equipment because we want to try to take a little bit more professional look. And so we just got some we got, we got some mics and some some new equipment and some stuff like that. So we want to, and we're going to actually start doing it in the morning. Uh, just because in the evening time, it sucks, man. We got kids. We got we sports. Tired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, sometimes we get home at 9. Sometimes we get home at 7. You know, you just, you never know. Yeah, I get it, bro. Uh, but the mornings we can control, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, we're going we to get kicked that back up. So, yeah, yeah, we're trying to finish get building up content so we can be live and ready to go. So it's going to be love. It's going to be good. But, yeah, you can catch us on Facebook, uh, Marriage Moments, every Tuesday. So. Got you, man. Like, I'm talking to y'all for everybody podcasting, too, bro. Like, it might yeah. be a good move for you. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, your wife, too. You know, she uh, talked about the book of James. That was, yeah. That was that the word? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, checking y'all out. I'm like, yeah, man, that's she what's was, up. She be trying to get it in, man, you know. I tell you, yeah, she, pro- she got her own business scriptures and scribbles, man. And so she does, uh, it's a whole new thing, bro. It, it blows my mind. But it's called Bible, it's Bible journaling. I mean, yeah, Bible journaling. And, bro, it's the way they break down. It's, and scripture mapping, sorry. Bro, the way they do that is a whole, it's a whole nother level, bro. I was like, the way they break down the world is crazy. It's, it's dope, though. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Like, what do you think is, um, 
what do you think is a good way to bring people my age to the church? Like, because I kind of yeah. notice like people my age don't really kind of really rock with the church sometimes. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, so like, what do you think is a good solution for that? Man, really, I, you know, what I try to tell people is, especially your age, one, you got to try to find a church that's good for you. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of young people just try to go to church with their parents because, you know, this. It's a family church. Oh, I've been knowing you since you was a you know, little mm-hmm. pup. Well, that's cool, right? But if you're not growing there, if you're not getting anything from it, you're frustrated, and now you drive a wedge between you and Jesus because you're frustrated at the place that you're in, yeah. right? I mean, what I try to tell the example is, you know, you used to eat baby food. You don't eat baby food no more. Wow. Well, I mean, you grew out of that. You know what I'm saying? And so... A lot of people I know don't like to leave their home church, but you got to find a place that's feeding you for you. You know oh, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And so what I try to what I try to tell people is find a place, find a place that fits you, man. It might not your family might not like it, or not, but you got to go where it's gonna be where you gonna get the best. You know what I'm saying? For you, and that's just in life. You know what I'm saying? You're not just because your dad was a garbage man. You ain't finna be no garbage man. Yes. Do it pay the bills? Absolutely. Yeah. Does it give job stability? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Does it do? It does everything. That you, does it, it check every box? Cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's not a. It's not a fit for you. And so you know, I, there there are so many different churches that that can find you can find a fit somewhere if you're really looking for it. Absolutely, man. You pretty much gotta go somewhere where you find value. Yeah. You do. Where man. is it? Like. And so the people like you. Know, I was like. So I don't, I mean, I invite people to my church, but I say, listen, if this is not the church, like if I know you and I'm like, ah, right, this might not be for you, man. But, you know, I give you a place that, you yeah, know, told, yeah. that, that you can go that it might be work, that'll work for you. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I just, as long as you in church, I don't care where you go. You know what I'm saying? That's why I tell people all the time, man. Would I love for you to be in my church? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Come through. But. You know what I'm saying? Find a church that's going to fit for you. You know what I'm saying? My church might not be the fit for you. You know True. what I'm saying? And so, you know, you got to find it, you know. But I think a lot of, you know, your generation is really looking for truth, though. That's very true. It, it's because it's you guys are a upfront, needed right now, truth generation. And so they they struggle dealing with the traditional church. And I'm just put that out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I fit that category right now. Yeah, because yeah, the traditional church don't work for you, man. And so, you know, that's why I love, you know, that we free, bro. Like I said, you know, my church. <laughs> and that's why I put the other day. I had, uh, I think I had some J's on in the T-shirt. And I was like, yeah, these are my church clothes. You know what I'm saying? I loved it, too. I was like, yeah. yeah I think you and uh, uh, Trey. The, the other bow top. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Trey, both had the Trey couple shirt. Tie, yeah. I said, oh, man. Because, you know what I'm saying? We'll pull up on y'all one day, man. Yeah, you can pull up. You can pull up, uh, you know what I'm saying, with your fitted, you know what I'm saying, and vans. Or, you know what I'm saying, you can pull up in a suit and tie and a bow tie. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's another thing about traditional church, too. Like, you you know, you got you feel like you got to wear suits every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Look, and, it, it, y'all church definitely look way more evolved. Yeah, and so you, you see that, man. You see that, you know, some churches deal with tradition, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I get it. If that fits um, who your church is, by all means, rock that out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some some young people still like the traditional people. That's what they grew up in. That's cool. But a lot of people want to be able to rock their, 
rock four five chains. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, shorts and Nike slides. Well, do your thing. Come on in here. You know what I'm saying? We're not gonna judge you. you Come finna, as you are. Yeah. You know, as long as you're presentable. I mean, we're not tripping on it. You know, and so you'll see that displayed not only on our stage, but in our, throughout our congregation and through our leadership. You know what I'm saying? You'll see that no one has a specific side. Like the other day, so our pastor is a 68-year-old white man, but he preaches in Adidas track suits. It looks very cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he's super trendy, man. Like his shoe game is pretty nice with it. You know what I'm saying? And so, but you, bro, you a heart. I think I've probably seen him in a suit like four times. What kind of guy? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but because that's not him, he gonna preach in jeans and Adidas. You know what I'm saying? He's a Adidas type guy, so he gonna preach some jeans and Adidas, maybe a t-shirt, maybe a button down. You know what I'm saying? That's, but that's him. But if it's like a formal service, then he obviously he gonna put on a suit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we had a funeral or something like that. But it's it's you know what I'm saying? You you bring your own swag, man. I think people want to be able to feel comfortable. And going into a place that they can, you know, just give God praise in their own comfortable way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's been tough now since we got, you know, online church. So people just like, oh, I'm online. And, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like you still need to be in a, a body of believers, though. So I definitely agree with that, bro. Yeah. And one last question, man. You, you mentioned uh, other preachers. Who you, um, besides, pre- uh, besides your pastor now, mm-hmm. what other preachers are you inspired by? Uh, preachers that I'm inspired by, man, dude, again, like I said, one of my mentors is uh, Dr. Ross, man, at Abundant Love Fellowship, Mm -hmm. Um, great guy, down-to-earth type of guy, Uh, my main man, uh, always be my guy, uh, Dr. Foreman, Carver Park. Uh, I like him, too. Yeah, he he the truth, man, he's so cool, you know what I'm saying, like, he he a dope pastor, man, and so, uh, I also... Uh, just those are two guys that I just really um, kind of just really connect with and uh, kick it with. I talk to both of them all of the time. Uh, as far as ministry, wisdom, you know what I'm saying? So I make sure I don't make a mistake, you know what I'm saying? I talk besides my pastor, but I definitely talk to them. Uh, but Tim Ross, man, out of Embassy Church, and he's out of, uh, he's out of a, uh, an Irving. Uh, he, he runs a pretty mega church there. Um, and then Mike Todd, which is like the millennial pastor, I guess everybody would say. Yeah, somebody told me about that on my, on my podcast. I still yeah. haven't listened to him yet, but yeah, yeah. I'm he, getting he, around to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike Todd, he's pretty dope, man. And so I listen to him. Uh, I like, I like, so what I try to do, I mean, then the goat of all times, man, T.D. Jakes. Um, oh, dude, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He the goat, bro. You, if you don't listen to him, you, you're, you're out of your mind. If, you, if you're if you in ministry, well, actually, if you're just in just business in general, his oh, yeah. mind, his I, I, mind is beyond ministry. I, I read one of his books one time. I was like, oh, T.D. Jakes on another level. I think it's called Instinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, and so his new book is actually for millennials. It's called Don't Drop the Mic, which probably you should read because podcast okay um but nah man for real man so i actually i'm listening to it right now on audio on audiobook but um bro it's you know what i try to do is i try to glean wisdom um and and thoughts even i listen to people that i don't like though well because i'm always gonna learn something either i'm gonna learn how to hey i probably shouldn't do that i probably shouldn't say that or oh that's kind of a good point okay you know what i'm saying so i listen to a variety of different preachers 
I listen to a lot of uh, TED Talks. Uh, I listen to a lot of leadership podcasts. So I listen to Craig Rochelle and, and just I try to I try to diversify myself in everything that I listen to because that builds me as a better orator. I want to make sure that I'm the best orator there is. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to be knowledgeable about anything that I'm talking about, and so. Um, oh yeah, you don't want to be caught up in just in your own. Yeah. And so it's yeah. beyond, man. I try to I try to think beyond, I try to listen beyond, I try to go beyond. And um, in my thinking, reading, uh, I really just got heavy in reading books, man. Just really trying to be an avid reader, and so. Same here. Yeah. So that's been good too. So. Yep. Yeah, man. I read yeah. some. I read some of my podcast content. Be a little on point, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to. But yeah, man. I definitely appreciate you coming on, bro. Man, I appreciate you for having me, man. It's definitely an honor, man, for sure. Yeah, you know, if you got anything else you want to promote, just call, just, just hit me up. Yeah, man. Drop it the following Sunday. You know how we do. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So it's the Wake Up With It podcast. Black Excellence. DC Kings. Pastor Trey. Well, yeah, man. Peace. Peace.